There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. See, this difference between Black Star Network and Black-owned media and something like CNN. You can't be Black-owned media and be scared. It's time to be smart. Bring your eyeballs home. You dig?
Today is Friday, October 28th, 2022. Coming up on Roland Martin Unfiltered, streaming live on the Black Star Network. Another young black man in crisis, shot and killed by police. We'll tell you what happened in Kentucky. In Utah, why is a sheriff's officer roaming the streets looking for a black shoplifting suspect with a lasso? We'll talk with Black Lives Matter Utah about that. In Phoenix, uh, voter intimidators actually win in court. Yeah, we'll explain what that means. Also, uh, on today's show, folks, a Democratic Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer caught on a hot mic uh, talking about the election prospects for Democrats in Pennsylvania and Georgia. Also, the husband of Speaker Nancy Pelosi is brutally attacked in their home by a right-wing extremist who was looking for Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Uh, also, in our Education Matters segment, we're discussing dyslexia uh, on today's show. Uh, and, folks, uh, we'll continue focusing on, of course, uh, the, the election, 11 days away, and polling data, uh, not good for Democrats, but we'll explain <coughs> how young voters and women voters are being undersampled. All of that next on Roland Martin Unfiltered from the Black Star Network. Let's go. He's got it. Whatever the miss, he's on it. Whatever it is, he's got the scoop, the fact, the find. And when it breaks, he's right on time. And it's rolling. Kentucky family is asking why is their uh, son, their brother, their cousin dead after he was in distress, killed by police. Folks, the latest example of mental health uh, going wrong. Uh, in Kentucky, folks, uh, this took place on Saturday. Uh, Desmond LaDuke was in a mental health crisis. According to reports, police were called because he threatened to harm himself. It took his aunt about an hour to get to the scene when she arrived. Cops from Nicholsville, Kentucky Police Department with drawn guns and assault rifles surrounded the house. The video, folks, we're about to show you was recorded by a neighbor moments before an officer fired through the home, striking Desmond in the chest. Oh, fuck. The story from police is that when officers arrived, they were confronted by an armed individual when they entered the home. Todd Justice, the police chief in the, of the Nicholsville, Kentucky Police Department, said, it is always difficult for family members in our community when a tragic event like this occurs. Our officers do their best in difficult situations like this with the immediate threats to the safety of themselves and others. The family says that did not happen and released this statement. Uh, there have been very limited information released regarding the circumstances of Saturday. Much of what has been said is false, and the police have done nothing to correct it. Desmond was alone in his home inside his bedroom when he was shot. 
through the bedroom window by a police officer positioned outside the home. Any suggestions that officers made entry to Desmond's home were, were, um, were uh, th threatened inside the home by Desmond and shot Desmond from inside the home are false. Nothing has been said about Desmond's character, his kind nature, and the type of person he was. Everyone who knew Desmond was familiar with his amazing personality. Desmond was a running back during East uh, Jessamine's magical 2016 district title run. He was a hard worker. He would do anything for anyone. He had no criminal record. We have had his former teachers, friends, and coworkers of Desmond reach out to us since Saturday to share their memories made with him. They are all positive and full of love, unselfishness, and joy. Desmond lived through a lot of tragedy and struggle. He lost his mom to a car accident in 2011. He lost his brother to a drowning three years ago. So understandably, certain days were really hard for Desmond to cope with these losses. On Saturday, Desmond was struggling with the desire to live. We asked the police to help him. They responded by sending the SWAT ERT unit. Nine different officers in tactical gear promptly surrounded Desmond's home and pointed assault rifles at the doors and windows. Patrol officers remained across the street. The woman who, was, who had raised Desmond since his mother's passing arrived on the scene. She begged and pleaded for the SWAT unit to stand down. She insisted that she be allowed to go into the home to talk to Desmond, to hug him, and to tell him that everything would be okay. This request was not only denied, but also came with a direct warning to Melissa as she would be tackled if she tried to go talk to her son. After an hour and a half, while Desmond was inside his home by himself, an officer shot through his bedroom window. The bullet struck Desmond in the chest. Officers made entry and then proceeded to drag Desmond across the ground through the bedroom, the hallway, the living room, and the kitchen. Officers left the heavy trail of blood on the floor for the family to discover hours later. When close to 20 officers were inside the home, and as Desmond was dying on the kitchen floor, other officers entered yelling, show me your fucking hands, to him and yelling at him that, he, that it was his fault. The remaining officers stood around as if nothing had happened. Four hours after Desmond was taken by EMS to UK hospital, he died. We were devastated, confused, angry, frustrated, heartbroken, and struggling since Saturday. Nobody from the police department has come to express condolences. Nobody has given us any answers as to why they took Desmond's life. Desmond needed help. He did not harm anyone. He was alone in his home. Nine rifles being pointed at his doors and windows by officers in tactical gear did not do anything to defuse what was an obvious mental health crisis. A tactical kill shot through a window and into Desmond's chest was not the solution. We are grateful for all of those in the community who have shared the great memories they made with Desmond, and we urge everyone to help us get an understanding as to why Desmond was taken from us. The silence is killing us. Folks, we spoke to his aunt, Melissa Marks. She declined our invita invitation to appear on the show tonight as they prepare for Desmond's funeral uh, tomorrow. My panel, Michael Imhotep, uh, the uh, host of the African History Network show, uh, Dr. Larry J. Walker, assistant professor, University of Central Florida, Dr. Cleo Monago, social architect, chief advisor, Black Men's Exchange. Glad to have all three of you here. Cleo, I'll start with you. I mean, this is... We, we, we've done so many of these stories. And when it's an obvious mental health crisis. You don't send cops with guns. You send mental health experts. Well, if I'm not mistaken, the family called the cops. And it's not a good idea to call the cops when a mental health crisis is occurring, particularly when it's a black male central to the crisis. So this is just another one of those situations where the cops are going to say there was a live gun in the presence of them, and they had to defuse it the best way they could, and that's going to be the explanation. I'm not sure the family will be able to talk any kind of support into being from the police department because the young man indeed had a gun. 
Now, they know more about the young man's state of mind than the police do. So they came to do what police do, to defuse the situation by any means necessary. So, yes, yeah, very unfortunate. And unfortunately, this mostly happens to men who are dark-skinned or who are not white, which clearly shows a bias in people's impulses. So it's another tragic story. As you know, it's one of hundreds that we know about. However, again, I think the cops are going to say that there was a live gun and, and, and that the person was emotionally or mentally unstable, as far as they're concerned, means they were in particular danger because they didn't know what kind of state of mind he was in and what he was going to ultimately do. So they diffuse it the ultimate way. However, police need to stop being so abusive. I mean, they, they murdered him and then they dragged him around and his last days were highly traumatizing, and it's a, just a terrible situation to imagine. However, there was a gun involved, and that will be the focus of the police. What jumps out at me is I want to see if there's body cam footage. I want to see if the cops were correct and if they breached the home uh, as opposed to firing through the window, which raises the question, why would you be firing through a window if he was home, inside the home, alone? If he was, if he was not, if no one was inside that home and he wasn't threatening or harming anyone, what is the rationale for firing a weapon through a bedroom window? Right. Who, who was that question for, Roland? Larry. Oh, okay. Roland, this is rinse and repeat on these situations revolving black folks and, you know, whether they're mental health crisis or having other, other challenges. And, you know, my colleague was talking about, you know, when members of the black community call law enforcement, the reality is there, there aren't a lot of options. And there particularly aren't a lot of options if there's an under-resourced community. I'm, you know, I'm not familiar with area in Kentucky, but, you know, whether it's urban, rural, suburban area, sometimes they don't have the necessary resources to deal with mental health crisis. The real question is in terms of not how law enforcement decided to end this crisis was to shoot him from outside of the home. This makes no sense. It's clearly if he's in the house by himself, he's not. A, he's only only a threat to himself. And law enforcement should have taken the time to, to wait him out or let someone from the family talk to him uh, in over extended period of time to just talk him down. But taking this young man's life, while saying he's obviously you know a threat, but you're outside of the home and then you shoot him, it just doesn't make any in any sense. And this, Roland, this also goes to his idea of how we properly train law enforcement. First of all, A, to see the humanity when it comes to black folks' humanity. Second of all, in terms of taking the time to understand the individuals when they're in mental health crisis, that they, there, there are a lot of things going through their mind. And obviously, you read the statement in terms of all the tragedies you dealt with over the last several years. But once again, this is rinse and repeat also when it relates to these statements that law enforcement put out, when they kind of blanket statements and say, you know, they want to protect the community. But the bottom line is when you create, when you commit these kind of acts, particularly against black folks, the members of the black community, other minoritized populations don't feel safe. So it was really important. Once again, we get to the bottom of this and my condolences to his family. Uh, Michael, we've seen so many other stories like this. And I think a lot of times what happens is uh, cops are involved in this and they're sick and tired of this thing going on and on and on lasting an hour and a half. Uh, they want to shut it down. We've seen other examples, same thing, where they were uh, upset with how, with, with how long the situation, and then, oh, you know what, let's shoot to kill. Uh, but I just, if, if you're the police chief, uh, again, I, I just keep saying to people over and over and over again, death is final. Right. Th this isn't shot the leg, wounded. It's death. Can't come back from that. Exactly. And so shooting exactly. someone to death should be absolute last resort in any situation. 
Yeah, absolutely. And this is an example of why some people should definitely not be police officers. But um, in reading the article from ABC Channel 6 and watching the uh, video segment from their news broadcast, um, two negotiators from the crisis negotiation team were, were dispatched. And it appears from, from the reports that there were negotiations that were going on for close to two hours, but somehow the negotiations deteriorated. And what I'm trying to find out is, okay, so how did it go from the negotiations deteriorating with the two uh, crisis negotiators? How did it how did it go from that to him being shot and killed? There's, there's still a lot in reviewing this this story. There's still a lot that's missing here. Um, uh, and along with the uh, two negotiators, the special response team was deployed also. So I'm trying to figure out how did it go from them trying to negotiate with him, um, and these are these are trained negotiators. How did it go from that to him ending up dead and some and an officer shooting through the window, and he's uh, apparently in the house by himself. So um, you know something doesn't add up here. Um, I don't know if this is the case that the Department of Justice will pick up. It sounds like maybe it's one they should investigate. Uh, but, yeah, this is another example why, you know, some people should not be police officers at all. Look, I, I don't care if a standoff lasts eight hours. Right. Death is death. It's, mm -hmm. it's finality. And I would, I would rather spend eight, ten hours trying to defuse the situation, utilizing the family as best as you can to do so, than to kill somebody. And I think right. that that's really has to be uh, the state of mind with a lot of these police departments. And this is also why when people get mad when they hear defund police, one of the things they talk about is shifting resources away from, you know, lethal uh, action to mental health services. But folks never seen them want to deal with that. Folks, got to go to a break. We come back. We're going to talk about uh, what's happening in Utah. Why is a sheriff's officer patrolling the streets looking for a black shoplifting suspect with a lasso? Yeah. Wait till we show you this video. Folks, don't forget to support us at uh, the Black Star Network. Download the Black Star Network app. Apple phone, Android phone, Apple TV, Android TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Xbox One, Samsung Smart TV. You can also, of course, uh, help us by contributing to our Bring the Funk fan club. Your dollars make it possible for us to be able to do what we do every single day, folks. Uh, we are an independent, uh, black-owned media organization. No millionaires, billionaires sending us big-time checks. And so your dollars are critical for us to be able to do what we do. Uh, the goal is to get 2,000 folks uh, each month, October, November, and December. Uh, through the end of the year, uh, contributing at least 50 bucks each. That'll raise $100,000 for us to uh, meet our needs. Checks and money orders go to P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037-0196. Cash out, dollar sign, RM Unfiltered. PayPal is R. Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zale, Roland at RolandSMartin.com. Roland at RolandMartinUnfiltered.com. And be sure to get your copy of my book, White Fear, How the Browning of America is Making White Folks Lose Their Minds. Available at Ben Bella Books, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, IndieBound, Books shop chapters books a million target you can also download it from audible and order through your favorite black bookstore we'll be right back when we invest in ourselves our glow our vision our vibe we all shine together we are black beyond measure we've got to stand up Republicans are banning abortion rights, tearing down democracy, blocking progress. But when Democrats stand together, we win. 
Because we voted, Democrats stood up for black lives, voting to ban police chokeholds, stood up for black women, putting one on the Supreme Court, stood up for our families, lowering cost of health care and prescriptions and capping insulin, and stood up for millions by slashing student debt. This November, let's stand up together and keep making progress. This is our time, our moment to move forward beyond the gun violence, the hospital closures, the unaffordable housing. Brian Kemp's Georgia for the wealthiest few. Stacey Abrams is looking out for every Georgian. She'll invest our $6 billion surplus in the fundamentals, education, healthcare, housing, and a good living. Putting more money in your pocket to build one Georgia where everyone has the freedom to thrive. When we invest in ourselves, we all shine. Together, we are black beyond measure. You know what's on the ballot. It's not just legislation and policies we believe in. It's democracy, our democracy. There's a choice on the ballot between freedom and fear, between cruelty and compassion, between chaos and community, between voting or violence. And the end of rights generations have fought for. The extremists have a plan, a roadmap for a nation where your voice is silenced and your vote is a memory, where they count their votes and cast ours aside. That's why this year, this fight, this vote is so important. Register, engage, volunteer, fight back against the disinformation and despair, and most of all, vote, because your vote is all that stands between our future and theirs. Libraries empower the community with education. Liberia Economic Development Initiative, LEDI, is hosting the International Life Changers Awards and Liberia's Bicentennial to celebrate LEDI building the country's first modern public library and technology center. Join event host Roland Martin, our honorees, Reverend Dr. Jamal Bryant, Zernona Clayton, Thomas Dorch Jr., Dana Lupton, Dr. Tammy Graysteel, on October 29th at the CNN Center Atlanta. There are no public libraries in Liberia, but together we can change that. Get tickets at ledinow.org. What's up, what's up? I'm Dr. Ricky Dillard, the choir master. Hi, I'm Amber Stevens-West from The Carmichael Show. Hi, my name is Latoya Luckett, and you're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. So in Utah, a white sheriff's deputy is caught, captured on video uh, looking for a black shoplifting suspect with a lasso. She says that was easier and better than tasing him. Watch this. This is the view from a Grand County Sheriff deputy's body camera on July 10th. It's rolling as Deputy Amanda Edwards pulls up to help Moab police look for a man they claim ran from them. And that is a lasso. It's considered a utility tool. Used by law enforcement here for stray livestock and even once in another county helping rescue a man from a flood. How's it going, guys? I'm looking for a gentleman that took off running on us. He, but on uh, this day, African American gentleman, Deputy Edwards has other plans. Uh, that was my plan, man. I mean, it's better than running, right? As she explains to anyone who asks. Hey, you gonna rope him? My, my. 
It's better than running. Yes. Or taser, right? Yes, it was. Less painful. During the recording, Edwards says the man was suspected of stealing sunglasses. Gray shorts, African-American gentleman. They didn't find him, but for about 35 minutes, Deputy Edwards is seen twirling or carrying the rope as she interacts with the public or other members of law enforcement. No, I don't see him. One Grand County deputy is heard raising concerns. That's going to look really bad if you use that. There's a taser. I've been waiting for this moment for quite some time. While a Utah Highway Patrol trooper had this reaction. I will Appreciate it. We just need to get him on the run, like run now. I don't take that as joking. Like to me, it comes back to a matter of professionalism. Grand County Sheriff Stephen White says it was an email from a local journalist that triggered an internal affairs investigation. White says what you see in this video violates department policy. That was not an approved apprehension tool. It was not, you know, it's just, and it shouldn't have been brought out. He told us Edwards was disciplined but would not provide specific details. He said their investigation determined race was not a factor. And then there's no indications of any of that. White says Edwards is a good deputy who made a mistake. Uh, I think she's owned up to that mistake. Well, she called it a joke. Do you think that's owning I, up to I, it? She's, she's owned up to it. So what does accountability look like? What are they going to say? I didn't, I'm not like way up with it. Ray Duckworth, the operating chair for Black Lives Matter Utah, joins us right now. Ray, glad to have you on the show. So, so, the, the, so the sheriff says, oh, she's owned up to it. But how the hell do you absolutely violate department policy with a lasso? Uh, well, like they said, that's a utility tactic tool, right? And um, they use it for <sighs> animals. So in that in that instance, in that in that body cam footage, she compared a a black man um, and approached him as if she would approach a, a loose cattle or a, a loose dog or a loose animal running running around the town. Um, so if she violated policy by pulling out something that they don't train to apprehend suspects with, well, if I violate a policy, I would be fired for it. So that is that is what I think about that. Um, has the sheriff uh, met with any uh, community leaders like yourself to discuss this? Um, not that I'm not, I'm not aware of that, no. Nothing that I know of. Have y'all sought a meeting? You know, Mario Mathis, uh, <laughs> he went to Moab and protested outside of their door by himself. He is also a black man. He is also part of the chapter and also part of Utah's Black History Museum. And he felt it... To, to do so. So if they didn't take that opportunity to connect with a black man, a local black man, um, an activist, a community member, the, the door was open. The door is always open. Um, what more do y'all want to see done? Ooh, accountability. Um, just, just accountability. And I know that's like a tough thing, but um, it has to be more than her saying it was, she was sorry and it was just a joke. Uh, Carolyn Bryant, she she was also joking, and she's sorry. And we don't have Emmett Till because of her nasty joke and her nasty apology. So it, it does not equate for me as a, accountability. It does not. She could absolutely do more. Um, gotcha. Well, this is certainly uh, unfortunate and just another example of what uh, we have to deal with with some of these police officers on police forces all across the country. Absolutely.
All right. Ray, we appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Um, Larry, a lasso. That's a new one. I don't, I, I don't have the words, man. I, it just feels like every time we have a conversation about interaction with law enforcement, there's something new to add that we would have never have figured. So a lasso is a, is a new one, Roland. And so it, it, I'm confused. So first of all, her, fra her wording of African-American gentleman, it just, every time she says it, my, 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 I just get a, a tightening of my heart because she's <laughs> saying sarcastically, that's first of all. Second of all, when the officer, officer also says, I've been, essentially I've been looking forward to using this. So she's been visualizing it. She's been thinking about it. And we know it historically when we talk about um, some law enforcement officers historically have <laughs> gotten, you know, these emails, et cetera, we've uncovered. When they've talked about, they've kind of visualized ways in which they could punish black folks. So that's the second thing. The third thing is when she spent 35 minutes walking around looking for this gentleman and just kind of walking around, one of her colleagues warned her that it, it's, it's a bad look. And historically, they use it for, you know, like, you know cows and, and you know, pigs, whatever other kind of animals they use in Utah to capture with a lasso. It just doesn't add up. And once again, this goes to the point I made earlier about law enforcement not seeing black folks as humanity. She's treating them like an animal, considers them an animal, and will lasso a human being and tie them up. And I guess I don't want to drag them. So once again, we and she's not being properly punished. She thinks it's a joke. She should be fired. You can't have someone like that, you know, while driving a police car, you know, dealing with members of the community. Where's the trust? There is none. She should be fired. Cleo, the other, um, the other, other officers, hey, not a good look. How about somebody say, hey, that is not, again, that, that's not acceptable with the department of policy. Put it up. Uh, about a year or two ago, you may remember that there were some Haitian citizens who also experienced the lasso. So this is the first time we've seen it maybe in recent years, but this has been done before. What was interesting to me was the cliche narrative that someone said race was not a factor. Um, that's always interesting to hear. But my concern about this does not really focus on, for example, the casual dismissal that the officer had when people kept telling her this was not a good look. She was like, whatever, the whole time. I always go back to not the redundancy of white mental illness and anti-black behavior, but how black people internalize this stuff. And at the risk of sounding what way that I often sound, I wonder how black parents in that area are engaging their children and if they're letting them know that that was wrong and that that cop suffered from a human corruption called racism and that black people are not the problem. Because that doesn't happen enough. This is story number what? 1,000 about a black man being disrespected or potentially disrespected by the police. That's not a new phenomenon. What I think needs to occur, because this is going to continue to occur, is that black people need to start talking to their children about self-respect and self-defense. Because White racists are going to do what white racists do. And who knows, there may be a increase, or excuse me, a decrease in frequency, but this phenomenon is going to continue. And her casual, dismissive attitude and her inability to even care when people, including a colleague, said, hey, this is not a good look for her to be sold, she has backup in her culture or else she wouldn't be doing this. 
And it takes time to get a culture to change, but people could defend themselves right now. And people can, can talk with their children about this corruption that is in society that has them thinking that something's wrong with them if their parents don't do that work that I'm talking about. That's my concern because, as you know, we've had this story many, many times. But what are we going to do to deflect the traumatic impact on it on the lives of black people? Michael. Yeah, uh, lassos are not new. It's something old. And this, you know, reminds me of reading about lynchings in the early 1900s um, in this country. Um, you know, the sheriff, Stephen White, said that uh, there was no indication that race was an issue. So the question I would ask is, um, how many times has uh, Sheriff Deputy Amanda Edwards used the lasso to hunt to uh, to uh, corral or apprehend uh, white suspects? I'm just curious. I, I, I would imagine the answer is zero. So, and then you go and you read the story. All this was over some stolen sun allegedly stolen sunglasses. I'm not saying I'm not condoning stealing, but wait a second. You search for 35 minutes for somebody that allegedly stole some sunglasses and you're going to lasso them? or And then she said it's better than tasering them. So you think you're going to have to taser somebody that stole allegedly stole some sunglasses? So this is, um, you know, this is... I remember um, uh, a science fiction movie from, like, the 1970s, something like The Land That Time Forgot or something like that. And these, it was these people living in the prehistoric era, okay? When you research uh, Grand County, it's only 1% black. It's 96, it's 89% white. It's a population of 9,600 9, people. And it's only 1% black. So, uh, <clears throat> once again, this is something that makes no sense. And, and some people just should not be police officers. That's it. Simple as that. All right, folks, got to go to a break. We come back. Uh, more on Rollamont Unfiltered. We'll talk about uh, Speaker Nancy Pelosi, her husband, being brutally attacked by right-wing extremists uh, in their San Francisco home. Why are Republicans acting like this is a joke? Hmm. Shows you who they are. And then, of course, Fox News. Uh, oh, my goodness. Who should we blame on this? Hey, let's blame President Biden. Seriously. All right, folks, download the Blackstar Network app, Apple phone, Android phone, Apple TV, Android TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Xbox One, Samsung Smart TV. Join our Brainy Funk fan club. Send your check-in money orders to P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037-0196. Uh, cash app, dollar sign, RM Unfiltered. PayPal, R. Martin Unfiltered. Venmo's RM Unfiltered. Zale is rolling at rollingsmartin.com. Rolling at rollingmartinunfiltered.com. And, of course, you can also uh, get my copy of my book, White Fear, How the Brownie of America is Making White Folks Lose Their Minds. You can order the book, Ben Bella Books, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, IndieBound, Bookshop, Chapters, Books A Million, Target. Also download it from the app, uh, Audible. And, of course, you can order through your favorite black bookstore. I'll be right back. When we invest in ourselves, we all shine. Together, we are black beyond measure. This is our time. Our moment to move forward beyond the gun violence, the hospital closures, the unaffordable housing. Brian Kemp's Georgia for the wealthiest few. Stacey Abrams is looking out for every Georgian. She'll invest our $6 billion surplus in the fundamentals, education, healthcare, housing, and a good living. Putting more money in your pocket 
to build one Georgia where everyone has the freedom to thrive. We've got to stand up. Republicans are banning abortion rights, tearing down democracy, blocking progress. But when Democrats stand together, we win. Because we voted, Democrats stood up for black lives, voting to ban police chokeholds, stood up for black women, putting one on the Supreme Court, stood up for our families, lowering cost of health care and prescriptions and capping insulin, and stood up for millions by slashing student debt. This November, let's stand up together and keep making progress. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. When we invest in ourselves, our glow, our vision, our vibe, we all shine. Together, we are black beyond measure. It's about us. that folks know who they are voting for, but more importantly, what they are voting for. Y'all, we got the free shirts and free lunch right over here. Freedom is our birthright. No matter what we're up against, we're sending a message in Dallas and Texas and in this country. We won't black down. That's what this bus tour is all about. 
The housing cost is one of the most capitalized areas that we have found people who are marginalized that are brown and black. We are suffering the most, and I think that we have the biggest vote and the biggest impact in this election. I'm voting for affordable housing, for sure. We should not be paying the cost of a utility failure because our elected officials are too proud to say, we need help. I know that we can bring out our people to vote. It's a part of our birthright. Right. It's a part of our heritage. And surely, it's a part of our present and part of our future. That's right. That's what's up. And we won't black down. Forward that message to five friends, because in that message, it's got links to how to get registered, how to check your registration status. Like I said, 2.30, we'll start um, rendezvousing right here on this street. I am voting to let our voice be heard in the rural communities that, hey, we are people too. There are things that we need. Free shirts, free food, and lots of power. We are in Longview, Texas, where black voters matter, 365. Whatever type of oppression a white supremacist throws our way, we will not black down. We are in relentless pursuit of liberation of our people. Freedom is liberation for black bodies and black communities to make economic change through political power. Freedom is choice. We won't black down. 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 On the next Get Wealthy with me, Deborah Owens, America's Wealth Coach, Black women are starving businesses at the fastest rate than any other segment. However, finding the funding to build them is challenging. On our next Get Wealthy, we're going to talk with author Katherine Finney, who wrote the book, Build the Damn Thing, and she's going to be sharing exactly what we need to do to achieve success in spite of the odds. As an entrepreneur of color, it's first, you know, building your personal advisory board. I think that's one of the things that's helped me the most. The personal advisory board of the people who are in the business of you, you personally, and want to see you succeed. That's right here on Get Wealthy, only on Black Star Network. Pull up a chair, take your seat, The Black Tape, with me, Dr. Greg Carr, here on the Black Star Network. Every week, we'll take a deeper dive into the world we're living in. Join the conversation only on the Black Star Network. Carl Payne pretended to be Roland Martin. Holla! You are watching Roland Martin, and I'm on his show today, and it's what, huh? You should have some chew cards. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Jacob Lattimore, and you're now watching Roland Martin right now. Eee. has been missing from Chicago since October 5th. The 14-year-old is 5 feet 3 inches tall, weighs 110 pounds, with black hair and brown eyes. 
anyone with information about Dominique Whitfield Wilkes should call the Chicago Police Department at 312-747-5789, 312-747-5789. Uh, folks, Democrat uh, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says uh, Senator Raphael Warnock may be facing some headwinds in Georgia. Uh, he was captured on a hot mic talking with President Joe Biden about the uh, race between Warnock and Herschel Walker, as well as uh, John Fetterman and uh, Mehmet Oz uh, in Pennsylvania. Here is what was captured. Now, I've talked to some folks out of Georgia. They believe that Senator Chuck Schumer uh, was doing that on purpose. Uh, they say, look, oftentimes what you'll see is you'll see uh, folks uh, try to um, uh, egg their base going by suggesting that they are losing and uh, things are not going well. Also, uh, in Pennsylvania, uh, there have been a couple of polls that have come out showing uh, Mehmet Oz actually uh, having a 48-45 lead against Fetterman after the debate. There's another poll that shows Fetterman is up 1.6%. Now, when it comes to voting, some 17 million vo early voting ballots have already been cast all across the country. Uh, and, uh, folks, uh, this has been a breakdown of the University of Florida's U.S. Elections Project. As of Friday morning, the project counted 17,441,774 early votes, as, uh, of which 11,109,257 were mail-in ballots returned and 6,332,517 were cast in person. 56 million mail-in ballots uh, have been requested. Now, even though the midterm elections have historically low participation compared to presidential cycles, despite growing interest in recent years, turnout in 2022 is still projected to be higher than usual uh, for a midterm election. Georgia has been breaking uh, records as well. Now, in Arizona, uh, in Arizona, uh, you have an issue there where uh, you had some right-wing folks, uh, who, some militia folks who have been uh, camping out, if you will, uh, at a uh, mail drop box. Well, they went to court and a judge uh, ruled that those folks cannot be removed because it violates their constitutional protections. Hmm. Really? Now, they've been, now, these extremist groups are showing up wearing fatigues, brandishing guns, and following and filming voters. Yeah, now this is critical because in Arizona, you've got Democrat Katie Hobbs going against Republican Carrie Lake, who is a vicious MAGA supporter. Uh, she has been very uh, loud and proud uh, in saying she will not accept the, accept the results of the election. She's not accepting the results of the 2020 election. And so that's what you have going on there. Uh, bottom line is this here, and I keep saying, folks, polling at this point is abs does not mean anything. Because one of the things that you have to look at when you talk about polls is who is being sampled. Uh, in one of the, uh, I'll give a perfect example, in one of these uh, polls, uh, uh, Tom Bonnier 
uh, who was a uh, who was a Democrat, uh, he showed how uh, in studying this one particular sample uh, that uh, shows um, that shows. Um, uh, uh, leading, one of the things that he said is that it undersampled young voters, around 14%, even though in the last two election cycles they turned out 25, 28%. Uh, same thing when it comes to women voters. And really, that's the thing right here, Michael. We really can't, uh, you really can't um, say what's going to happen. We saw what happened in Kansas when women turned out in significant numbers uh, and voted down uh, that, that ban on abortion. And so, uh, look, if you have women voters turn out at a much higher rate uh, because of the Dobbs decision uh, getting rid of Roe v. Wade, if young voters are turn out anywhere from 25, 28, 30, 35 percent, that could, that could be very good for Democrats. Absolutely. You know, uh, Bruce Lee used to say bricks don't hit back when all the karate practitioners used to talk about how many bricks they can break, all that stuff. He was like, that's irrelevant. Bricks don't hit back. Polls don't vote. And, and, and you know, polls, even though, you know, you have some pollsters who are <laughs> tried and true and things like this, but polls are a way oftentimes for unqualified white people to get a check as well. OK, so if we look, for instance, I was looking I look at different news sources. I was looking at uh, Fox. Uh, I was looking at an article from Fox News today talking about African-American voters in Georgia. Black voter turnout is up in Georgia as Stacey Abrams White House doubled down on voter suppression claims. OK, so they, they're trying to throw that in there and say, oh, black, black, black voter turnout is up. So it doesn't. So voter suppression is non-existent. But we see that. Um, uh, according to figures from the United States uh, Election Project, uh, black voters make up 30 percent of early votes cast so far in Georgia, up three percentage points from 20, uh, up three percentage points from 27 percent in the 2020 uh, presidential election. So th this is about messaging and turnout, messaging and turnout. And one of the one of the mistakes that Democrats made, even though uh, Roe being overturned and uh, abortion and women's reproductive rights, even though that is extremely important, they should have been talking about the economy and inflation much earlier. They should have been drilling down on that months ago. Talk, number one, talking about how Democrats saved the economy with the $1.9 trillion American Rescue Plan that no Republicans in the House or the Senate voted for. Number two, and, and, and explaining to people how it's helping them, how there was funding to open up schools, how there was uh, funding to, uh, for, to, to hire more teachers, first responders, police officers, things like this, okay? Uh, $46.5 billion in rental assistance for renters as well as landlords. Then you have the CHIPS and Science Act, about, a about 25 percent to one-third of inflationary costs is because of the lack of microchips that are used for vehicles. So we've seen the cost of vehicles skyrocket. We've also seen the cost of uh, rental cars increase as well. Well, Democrats passed the Chips and Science Act, okay, which is going to bring back thousands of manufacturers manufacturing jobs and lower the cost of vehicles. Yes, some Republicans voted for it. I think it may be 24 and I think maybe the House or something like that. But overwhelmingly, they voted against it. Okay. Then you have the Inflation Reduction Act. No Republicans in the House or the Senate voted for the Re Inflation Reduction Act, and a lot of that goes into effect January first, twenty twenty-three, and it's going to help people save money. It'll, it'll help seniors save money on uh, the cost of insulin. It'll lower the cost of uh, uh, energy for uh, for families, uh, for their homes, things like this. They they should have been talking about the economic issue much earlier because they're actually winning on the economic issue. And lastly, 
54% of corporate profits are 54% of inflationary costs are because of corporate profits, which is corporate greed. They should have T-shirts with that on there. Katie Porter nailed it. Democrat from, from California, she nailed it. That should be one of their leading arguments because Republicans have no solutions to deal with inflation. And the New York Times has an article that just came out in the past couple of days that talks about how experts are saying many of the policies that Republicans are promoting can act, will actually hurt the economy, harm the economy, and send us into a recession. So it's about messaging and turnout at this point. Well, I, I, I don't even think it's important about messaging right now. I think at the end of the day, uh, Larry, what it is right now is you've got to go after who are your likely voters and get them out to the polls. You've got to uh, figure out where they are. You've got to convince them to come out. Uh, and, and I keep telling people, and I'm telling y'all right now, I'm going to use the hashtag we tried to tell you. I'm telling y'all <laughs> right now, if you let Republicans take control of the House and take control of the Senate, you're going to have problems. I'm telling y'all right, I'm telling y'all right now, if Kerry Lake wins in Arizona, if Blake Masters wins that Senate seat in Arizona over Mark Kelly, uh, y'all don't what, what these people are going to unleash, because if these right-wing MAGA people win, it's going to embolden them even further. And so Democrats and progressives can't be playing games here. This ain't no time to be playing cute. Oh, and, and I love these people sit here. Oh, oh, you just sitting here uh, trying to get folks to vote Democrat. Okay. Okay. Mess around and find out. And then you can be like, oh my goodness, this actually happened? Yeah, we told you. We told you it was going to happen. Larry? Right. Roland have been in this game, this political game, for a long time. And I really feel like we talked about this a lot on your show. You highlighted just now a few seconds ago. It reminds me of the Marvel, you know, uh, Marvel Endgame uh, with Thanos. That we're in political Endgame in terms of some of these right-wing politicians you described. Many of them who are going to get elected just here in 11 days. So let's talk about a couple important things. My, my colleague talked about the Inflation Reduction Act. We can certainly talk about the infrastructure bill, uh, student, um, you know, what the White House has done in terms of uh, student debt, trying to tackle student debt. But what's, what's really on the ballot? Now those issues are important for Black folks and some other groups. But let's be clear. Racial identity is really on the ballot. And that just goes to your book about white fear, Roland. I think this is one of the things that, beyond policy issues, racial identity, we know that the opinions of, of, of whites in this country have become more and more radicalized over the last several years. So many of these folks don't even care about whether you're reducing um, you know, inflation or, once again, they're getting some student loan relief. What they're really focused on is racial identity and racial demographic shift and political power. That's what this is ultimately about. This is certainly not about democracy. And that's why I mentioned your book, White Fear. So it's really important that, once again, Roland, we do get our folks out to vote. I think, once again, in Georgia, like black folks did two years ago, they're going to come out and, and, and save the day. Once again, black folks save, save democracy. But the bottom line is, in the future, especially in 2024, Roland, we're going to have to make sure that the Democratic Party is putting money into shows like your show and other black platforms to make sure that we're galvanizing members of the black community, not at the last minute, not in the last 30 days or two weeks, mm -hmm. but throughout the year. But we don't see that. And that's why I think when you talk about that, it's really so important. That's how we galvanize people, by constantly having consistent, concise messaging. And we don't always see that from the Democratic Party. And what we do see from the Republican Party is a lot of lies and disinformation. So to counter that, we have to consistently have some, some tight messaging and make sure black platforms get them in their need to get the information out to the community. Look, Cleo, um, you embolden these MAGA people 
oh, it's going to get worse. This is absolutely white nationalism on the ballot. It is exactly how they are voting. So let's not even be, even, even, even sit here and, and, and sugarcoat this. Uh, and so I, I, I get, a, I get, a, I get folks, I get, I get amazing. It's amazing to me when folks go, well, you know, I just think that you're just oversimplifying this. And I'm like, are you actually paying attention? Because <laughs> I hear what they're saying. Right. I see what they say they want to do. And I'm going to go, all right, l let's see how that ends up uh, for us. But, you know, if folks want to play games, go right ahead, Cleo. Well, like you said earlier, Roland, this is, it's too early to, to, to depend on polls to get the real answers, but it's never too early to manipulate. And what was happening in that conversation with Biden was an attempt to manipulate and talk in ways that imply something that hopefully his the people who he cares about voting will get. And But that's a problem, though, in that the white supremacists are blatant and we are, well, not me, but a lot of people who are in the Democratic Party, et cetera, are tiptoe and are not as blatant as the white supremacists are. I agree with the colleague who mentioned that we should start understanding that this is a, that this is a, just racial issues here and that white power is trying to make a comeback. But I don't know if we're making that clear to black people. Roland, you mentioned earlier that folks are saying that you are an advocate, or some people have even said, use the word hack for the Democratic Party. Instead of looking at you as an advocate for people being in power who can help black people, they're simply focusing on Democrat, Republican. I think there needs to be more language about the importance of black people having power and black people seeking power and black people feeling like they deserve power and that they're worthy of power. I think those kind of language needs to be inside of any kind of people's position who are against white supremacy instead of it simply being about Republican and Democrat. We need to be as blatant about how that, we that we're concerned about black people having collective power. I'm not talking about individuals with money and tokens. I'm talking about collective power as part of our political positioning and our political banter. And we're, a lot of that's not happening. But I really appreciated that that uh, Texas commercial that you played because the sister was straight up about black voters matter, and they are taking a position that underscores the relevance of race. But I don't see enough of that. But I will reiterate that, yes, it is too early for polls to be dependent on. And right now, these are optical manipulations to get people to make decisions. But the Democrats need to be less cryptic and more blatant, particularly if they're supposedly against white supremacy. Well, here's a perfect example. You got some idiot called Salt Gang Boxing on our YouTube channel. He goes, I hope the Democrats lose across the board. They're not doing anything for black Americans but talking. <laughs> I mean, it, it, this is, this is the, the, the kind of stupidity that we see a whole lot from these people. I, I, saw, the, I saw a video earlier, this, this, this dumbass uh, uh, Philip Scott with... Um, Africa Diaspora News, I don't know. This fool out of Houston, I think. Uh, and he then, he tried to trash Black Lives Black Voters Matter by saying, oh, they nothing but a Democrat front group. Now, they out here doing the work galvanizing black people, speaking to the issues. But fools like this, and see, and, and, the, and what these are, these are indeed anti-black operatives. Let me say it again. 
anti-black operatives. And what they try to do, they try to say, oh, no, 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 we're advocating for black people regardless of party. Okay, let's lay it out on the table. How many black people are most affected by diabetes and the cost of insulin? Which party tried to cap insulin at $35? There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Democrat or Republican? Democrat. But, but which party make that relevant to black people in very blatant ways? What are you talking about? If you, more, I mean, more, I, more, I, more, I, more, more black people, black people have a higher incident rate of diabetes. And so, and so, when, and so when they tried to cap it at $35, Democrats voted for it. Republicans voted against it. They voted against it. So, I mean, so... I'm real clear about what you're saying in terms of diabetes. What I'm saying is I think I think what you're saying is correct, so don't think I'm being dismissive, but I also think that there's some black people who just ain't buying it, not unless it's explicitly affirming of black people. Okay, hold up. I, I, but see, but, but, but here's, but here's what I understand. Abstract. Okay, but, but no, no, that's not abstract. If your grandmother and your grandfather and your mama and your daddy got diabetes, you know damn well how much that insulin cost. I mean, so you need somebody to actually say, hey, black person, 
If we kept insulin at $35, that's helping Big Mama. I mean, at some point, yeah. some people got to use their brain. If insulin is cost, if insulin is costing four hundred dollars a month, and they're trying to cap at thirty five dollars, that actually helps your big mama. I think that this society provides tons of distractions, tons of things that get in the way of black common sense and black clear thinking. And I always talk about the trauma trance that black people are in. And that trauma trance can derail the capacity to be cognitively logical about what makes the most sense. You know yourself that sometimes it's hard just to get black people to the table, not because we're defective people, but there's these trauma situations that get in the way and cause paralysis and cause us to have blinders. And sometimes we do need a message like Big Mama, has diabetes, if you want to deflect that as a generational curse, vote for so-and-so. Sometimes we need messages that break through the trance that are very, very clearly affirming of black and speaking to the specifics of the black experience, because some people just don't buy it. And they sit, they look at people as taking sides. And I told you some time ago that blackness in and of itself is not enough of a calling card anymore in many cases to get black people to be supportive of a Democrat or Republican. So if in the last if, if in the last two years the federal government gave HBCUs four times as much funding, then these states are actually funding these HBCUs. Mm -hmm. Do we just dismiss that? I mean, do we literally dismiss a lot of people don't know that, Roland? This this is what I was talking about about messaging. See, for for instance. No, 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 no. We talked about it a lot. I've had I people. No, 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 wait, wait. I've had people literally come in our chat and on sell social media. Oh, that don't count. And I'm like, How? don't everybody care about HBCUs? <laughs> Not everybody cares about HBCUs no. and, well, and the well, academic. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Let's stop. Not everybody <laughs> care about HBCUs. Is that not black? Okay, that's, that's, that's a like load. Say, that's that's a, hold on. No, this no, 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 no. That ain't no debate. No, there ain't no debate. 80% of the folks who attend HBCUs are black. And, and when you talk HBCUs, you're not talking just the impact of the school. You are literally talking about the black community that is around those HBCUs. So the businesses, the restaurants, the convenience stores, we can go on and on and on. So the impact of money going into those schools has a direct impact on black people in those communities. Are we saying that's not relevant? I'm not. It is relevant. It is relevant. Yeah. Well, a lot of people, first of all, HBCUs got $5.8 billion in 2021. Okay? That's a record amount of funding that they have ever gotten in one year. That came from the Biden-Harris administration. A lot of people, even though we talk about it here, Roland, I talk about, I talk to a lot of people on, on my platforms and things like this. I have people contact me on YouTube, et cetera. A lot of people don't know that. This is what I'm saying about messaging. With, with the Democratic Party, they have a real problem with really explaining what happened and how it helps you. What this policy is and how it helps you. Well, here's the deal, Michael. This, Michael, Michael, Michael. But literally, I have spent time walking through policy, and you still have folk go that don't count. And me too. That, that don't count. And me too. That don't count. And so at some point, at some point, I mean, I literally had somebody tell me. Guy hit me up, Larry. He said, um, "This was a trip." He said, um, 
Name one thing the Democratic Party has done in the last 15 years that's directly helped black people. And I said to him, that the Affordable Care Act mm -hmm. caused a dramatic decrease in the number of black people who were covered by health care. Yep. He said... Increased by 3 million. Hold up. He said that wasn't for us. I, I was like, see, see, I, no, 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 Right. That nothing will satisfy them. And again, the responses that I get some people from some folk, Larry, just, 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 I'm like, what in the hell are you talking about? Larry, go ahead. So listen, Roland, there are a couple things to peel back here. <laughs> You're right. Look, when you were saying, before you said the Affordable Care Act, that's the first thing I thought about. Certainly, we know that disproportionately, the higher percentage of black folks are uninsured. So essentially, we talk about Black Lives Matter is the Affordable Care Act is essentially the core of Black Lives Matter. It is it's saved and it's saving black lives. Folks who would not have access to health care can take and deal with prevent and deal, with, especially when it does a preventative care. The other thing I want to talk about is in terms of messaging. Yeah, the, the Democratic Party, Roland's talked about that. I've talked about it. Other uh, panels talked about it in terms of consistent messaging. I made that point earlier. But listen, let's be careful in terms of information and disinformation. We're in an age of disinformation, mm -hmm. and a lot of folks are coming across information on Facebook, Instagram, et cetera, where, wherever they go, and they're being, being more exposed to disinformation. You get the truth and information on this platform with Rosa Martin, but there are a lot of, there's a lot of disinformation out there. The last thing I want to add about the issue about HBCUs, my, my colleague mentioned, and certainly I'm a proud HBCU alum, but I also want to add that it's HBCUs are institutions within the black community. The first HBCU was founded in 1837, Chain University. And let's be clear, they are institutions like the black church. That's why Dr. King, Thurgood Marshall, you know, you know, I can go on and on in terms of all the prominent HBCU alum. But Roland made an important point. UNCF has a study that looked at the economic impact that HBCUs not only had on if they're in urban, rural, uh, suburban communities, but the states that they in, in, in which they're located in terms of the millions of dollars that those institutions have brought forth to those states. So it is in the best interest of Democrats and Republicans to make sure that, you know, obviously HBCUs thrive. So there are institutions that are important in the black community, like the black church and various other, like uh, D9, sororities, and fraternity, et cetera. Those are all core aspects of who we are as a collectively as a people. So and, I just thought that was important. And, and then what you also get, then you also get the stuck on stupid people who love to just throw things out. Like for instance, some idiot named Mikey B goes, this is the boule crowd, y'all. Uh, Michael, are you remember the boule? No. Uh, Larry, you remember the boule? No, I'm not wrong. Cleo, you remember the boule? I'll have to preface that with hell. No. Okay, so uh, I am. So, uh, dumbass Mikey B, how's this the boule crowd? <laughs> I mean, again, so, again, what 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 we have to understand this is what, what what we have to understand is, and this is critically important. Mm -hmm. There are people, there are people in our community who deliberately, who are deliberately spreading misinformation, disinformation. There are right, people, right. there are people in our community who 
you can't satisfy anything. They make up stuff. They, um, they, they'll say, oh, nothing is ever done. And then, then I, this, this is their new line. But what specifically have they done for black people? And I've actually walked people through. Like, I, I can't even explain the sheer, the sheer nonsense of the fools who still run around hollering about an anti-Asian hate bill. <laughs> I mean, I, I, get see, them too. I see you educating them on social, on social media about that. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about, like, they literally, they literally are walking around going, but they got a hate crime bill. No, they didn't. Okay, so let me let me address that quickly, Roland. No, no, no. Number one. No, we don't need to address it. I've already addressed it. It's a lie. Right. So I don't, I don't, I don't I, need no, to rehash. No, no, I'm not going to rehash the bullshit that you got an they got an Asian got a hate crime bill. It's a lie. They didn't. But what I'm saying is, that. there are people, there are people who are de who deliberately, who are deliberately sp who spreading misinformation, and there's no amount, there's no amount of logic you could apply. So sometimes we just got to go ahead and say there's some folk who look like us who just stuck on stupid. I block the I, a lot of those people who are stuck on stupid. I just block them because I don't have time to argue with them. But what a lot of those people don't talk about is the Emmett Till anti-lynching bill, and this is this is the first anti-lynching bill in 122 years. No, you know, no, 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 you know what they're gonna say? Uh, that got no teeth. That that means nothing. I mean, again, it has more, it has even, more, it has... even when something gets passed, it gets dismissed. And so, okay, so... and I, I mean, I follow a number of different things, and I'm like, so that's not, that's not, that, that's, so you finally reach a point where you say, okay, what exactly then do you actually want? And 99.9% of the time, they cannot tell you other than reparations. But then, and they but then they say, I ain't gonna vote, but I want reparations <laughs> without realizing that the very people you vote for, that's who actually gonna vote on it. See, it's a circle of stupidity. They they keep it's going not. around and around in a circle, and they, they can't tell you no. how to get what it is that they that they say that they want. Okay, so the Emmett Till anti-lynching bill, all right, has more teeth than the COVID nineteen hate crimes act, and the COVID nineteen hate crimes act uh, only related to number one uh, COVID nineteen related. No, but, hate it, but and, and, and it was only one year. Like here, right now, some guy named Justin. Right. You're lying, Roland. Mm -hmm. And the immaterial bill hasn't been passed because Miss Bryant's still walking around. See, <laughs> see, some people see. It, it not only has like been passed, it, it, it literally got passed. See, see, you don't read. See, Google is free, fool. Lorna no, use no, Google. No, it ain't that. Look, it, it ain't that free. It was, it was passed. Uh, uh, it ain't that free. Y'all gonna have to stop calling black folks names and calling these people names, man. Because Cleo, if some folks are dumb, they dumb. If some no, white no, folks I are agree. dumb, they dumb. Cleo, I Cleo, the man literally said the Emmett Till hate a bill didn't get passed. It got passed and signed. Now, damn, what you, he, what, what do we call that? He may confuse that with the George Floyd. No, uh, no, 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 no. Damn, what he said. So, all right, Cleo. No, Cleo, okay. please, please, Cleo, please explain to me if somebody says the Emmett Till bill did not get passed because Carolyn Bryant is still walking around. All right, what do I call that? Okay, let me interpret that, if I may. Maybe First of all, that person is wrong if they think the Emmett Till policy is irrelevant. 
but they're blinded le legitimately. Cleo, that ain't what he said. He said, finish. no, 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 Cleo. He said, Roland, you're lying. The till right. bill did not get passed. Okay. Well, no, I, I heard you say that. I heard you say And he's wrong about that. However, he's... Let me finish now. You got to let me finish this now. This is deconstructing trauma-laced interpretation of the world through deep cynicism that's justified by personal immediate experience. For example, not everybody is in college. Not everybody cares about college. Now, I'm not one of these people. I'm just translating here, speaking another language. Not everybody looks at the academy, which is predominantly white, even at HBCUs in terms of the curriculum, as a sanctuary for, for, for black power and transformation. So they don't look at supporting HBCUs as a, as a great thing. Now, I'm not saying that's how I feel. I'm saying I understand what they're saying. They're mad about Carolyn, who set up Emmett Till for murder, still being free. And they're too reactionary. But to that horrible situation, to think through a logical lens. And what I said many times, and I'll say it again, that some black people, and I've actually worked with some of these black people, need to see in no uncertain terms the blatant ways in which something that's being done is going to help black people in particular. When you mentioned the Affordable Care Act, yes, logically, that was helpful to black people, but it was not. Let me finish, because it's going to provoke you because of your logical thinking. It was not called, as it came out of Obama's camp, the Black Affordable Care Act. We want to see... Who was called the goddamn Affordable Care Act? We want to see things that are blatantly, in this racist, anti-black society, we want to see things that are clearly and blatantly, without question, the affirming of black people. Like what? No, no, no. Like black... what? No, no. Like what? Well, for example, when, when Barack Obama was president of the United States, he um, only on forced occasions talked in very focused ways in terms of black struggle. No, 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 that's a speech. I want to know what specific... I'm talking no, about no, no, the fact no, no. that... I, no, 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 Cleo, Cleo, Cleo. I want to know what specific policy you want to be framed as explicitly black. Name it. Well, I think the, the Emmett Till policy is explicitly black. But they say it didn't pass. And then the critics also say it was irrelevant. They also said it was late, had no teeth. Right, because... We, look, we cannot keep beating these people up for being traumatized and upset about okay. what they are right, going no, 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 hold on, and okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, no, 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 you, no, no, Cleo, 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 you mentioned the Emmett Till, that's already been passed. Name me something that you want to, that's explicitly black to get passed. Well, you know one thing that explicitly black that folks won't pass is reparations. Okay, but how you going to get... Hold up, hold up, hold up. But how you, how you going to get reparations if you don't have the elected officials to get it done? Well, name an elected official, name an elected official who's talking about reparations and getting it done. There, there are literally 217... Hold up, it's a perfect example. Co-sponsors. No, it's a yeah, perfect yeah. example. There are 217 co-sponsors of H.R. 40. The same folk who yelled, they say, no, H.R. 40 is trash, it's a joke, it ain't good enough. 217. Somebody... But, 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 no, 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 but the same people, the same people say that's a joke, it's not good enough, it's not real. So, so here's my question. If you can't even get H.R. 40 
how you think you're going to get reparations. And here's, yeah. the, and here's the other deal, Cleo. If you pull polling data of African-Americans, reparations is not in the top three or top five. And that's because of cynicism. How, no, I no, know. Hold on, hold on. Oh, yeah, or, there's, there's a lot of black people who don't believe it's, it's real. Is that ever going to happen? No, no, no. But here, no, no, no. But, no, but, no, no, but hold on. Answer my question. If you got the folk who even yell that, oh, my goodness, H.R. Uh, 40 is a joke, well, then tell me then how you think you're going to get something else. Like, if, like, if, you're, if you're moving in stages, I've heard, people, I've heard Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee the late Congressman John Conyers say, you need to have a study first. You got a commission that's in California, all right? Now, here's the deal. The commission in California can make recommendations. That don't mean the California Assembly is going to pass it. But I'm still asking you the basic question. You got a lot of folk who, in the, who believe reparations who think H.R. 40 is trash or oh, that's a waste of time. So, okay, if you can't even get that, what makes you actually think you're going to get something larger? Do you not move in steps? Rolling, rolling your voting formula and position is true. It's completely true. Most of the logical steps that have been described by all the panelists are true. It's true that the Affordable Care Act was beneficial to black people and, in theory, and in fact, could have an impact on the reduction of diabetes among black people. I understand that, and I know that formula is important. I believe that black people should vote in blocks and become a clear power, both male and female, because we've had a lot of focus on women voting, but men can vote too. And, and, and voting is extremely important, particularly as a political strategy for the collective of black people. I get it. I do it. So, I if, agree so with if we're logical, if we're, log though, if we're logical, aren't the other folks illogical? Not necessarily. Okay, what, what, necessarily. what, what are they then? Confused? They have they have a trauma-induced, cynical perspective that they and believe that it's all for naught because it's been for naught from their perspective. Particularly, they've been violated if they experience post brutality, if they experience yeah, racism, trauma. if they're if they're miserable in this society, if they feel like they're an underclass and irrelevant, and that there's a larger system that teaches them that they're irrevelant. They're too cynical to be logical. Okay. They're well, too, guess what? Guess, well, 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 guess what? Guess we what? We can't re-traumatize them through name calling. We can't re-traumatize Well, guess what? Okay. Uh, the cynical, traumatized people are going to be sitting on the sideline, getting nothing, while the right wing is getting what they're getting, and that's fine. But I can, but I can, but I can guarantee you this here. I can guarantee you this in my logical, sensible. Self, and that is this: If you sit your ass at home and not vote, all you doing is making sure that those who do get what they want. And if you and, and if you decide to sit yeah. at home and check out of a process, well, guess what? Shut the hell up. If you, it, it's just like if, if I'm. Let me try to be as basic as possible. If me, Cleo, Larry, and Michael are in the car and I'm running out of gas, and we got to fill up. And if Cleo chip in some money, and Larry chip in some money. There's a lot happening these days. 
but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God. We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. And Michael don't chip in no money. (laughs) I don't want to hear shit about where we going. Because all you doing is riding for free. No, 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 no. I got to go to a break. I got to guess that's waiting. It's a whole bunch. It's a whole. No, it's a, no, it's a whole bunch of people who are riding for free, but want to tell you how to drive your car. Want to tell you where to go. And I'm telling you right now, if you are choosing to sit on the sideline and not be engaged in this with all your trauma, all your cynicism, all your anger and everything, all you're going to be is a cynical, angry, upset, traumatized person who's doing nothing about their very situation. And thank God we've had uh, a history of black people, the same black people who were traumatized, same black people who were cynical, the same black people who were angry, who, same people, who also understood, no. no, 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 they ain't true, Cleo. It's Roland, have you ever, Roland, have you ever met a brilliant human being who, who went on every night to a domestic violence situation? Yes. And you met them, and you knew they were really smart, you knew they were really talented? Yes. And they were, and they, but they still came up, went home to abuse every night? And you know what, you know what they also did? They left. I've got it well, in my, some I, of them. Hold can. up, hold up. Well, I, hold yeah. up. No, no. I got it in my family. 
And 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 and, 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 and the reality is this here. And the reality is this here. The reality is, for the folk who stay in abusive relationships, then what's going to end up happening is either, they go, either the light switch is going to go off or it's going to end in tragedy. And what my job is, what my job is to help them lead that traumatic situation. But what I'm not going to do is sit here, entertain foolishness, and entertain all the rest of this sort of stuff. And that's what I'm going to do. And so, but you're not going to make them and, leave by calling them stupid. They're not going to leave that domestic violence actually, situation. Actually, actually, as somebody who's been had those conversations, sometimes you have to go ahead and go there because every other piece of logic they weren't they weren't complying with. And you talk using your example, you talking to somebody who's had those conversations with family members. So yes, I have, and I've had to get through to them. So no, Cleo, no, 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 Cleo, no, Cleo, no, Cleo, no, 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 I gotta go to well, a break. I, I, no, I gotta well, go to I a break. When we come back, right. Roller Mark Unfiltered, uh, we'll continue with uh, our show, Education Matters. We'll also uh, talk about uh, more news of the day. Uh, of course, the passing of one of a great preacher, uh, of course, uh, the Reverend Calvin Buster III, Abyssinian Baptist Church, died today at the age of 73. You're watching Roller Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the like button. Facebook, same thing. Uh, Black Star Network app, Twitch, Instagram. Hit like, hit share. Too many of y'all watching right now must be under a thousand likes. Don't make any sense whatsoever. So stop, stop riding for free and hit the damn button. Okay? Uh, download the Black Star Network app, Apple phone, Android phone, Apple TV, Android TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Xbox One, Samsung Smart TV. Uh, also, you can support our Bring the Funk fan club. Your dollars go to support this show. P check your money orders. Go to P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037-0196. Cash app, dollar sign, RM Unfiltered. PayPal is R Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zell is rolling at rollingsmartin.com. Rolling at rollingmartinunfiltered.com. Uh, and get your copy of my book, White fear how the brownie of america is making white folks lose their minds y'all is playing out in real time i've been telling y'all this for 13 years and it's real uh ordered from ben bella books amazon barnes and noble indie bound bookshop chapters books a million target download it from audible we'll be back in a moment when we invest in ourselves our glow our vision our vibe. We all shine. Together, we are black beyond measure. This is our time, our moment to move forward beyond the gun violence, the hospital closures, the unaffordable housing. Brian Kemp's Georgia for the wealthiest few. Stacey Abrams is looking out for every Georgian. She'll invest our $6 billion surplus in the fundamentals, education, healthcare, housing, and a good living putting more money in your pocket to build one Georgia where everyone has the freedom to thrive. When we invest in ourselves, we all shine. Together, we are black beyond measure. We've got to stand up. Republicans are banning abortion rights, tearing down democracy, blocking progress. But when Democrats stand together, we win. 
Because we voted, Democrats stood up for black lives, voting to ban police chokeholds, stood up for black women, putting one on the Supreme Court, stood up for our families, lowering cost of health care and prescriptions and capping insulin, and stood up for millions by slashing student debt. This November, let's stand up together and keep making progress. You want me to do something crazy, but I don't know what to do. I'd rather just sit here. Hi, this is Cheryl Lee Ralph, and you are watching Roland Martin, unfiltered. I mean, could it be any other way? Really, it's Roland Martin. All right, folks, October is Dyslexia Awareness Month. Uh, it is a learning disability characterized by difficulties with accurate and or fluent word recognition, poor spelling, uh, and decoding abilities. Uh, joining us right now uh, is uh, someone who works in this area, Clarice uh, Jackson. She is the president uh, and CEO of Voice Advocacy Center, a decoding dyslexia um, uh, organization uh, out of Omaha, Nebraska. So, all right, glad to have you here, Clarice. And so, uh, it's interesting when we, we talk about this, I mean, I know people who are high-functioning people who have dyslexia. Uh, and have we gotten to the point in the society where people now understand it a lot better than we have in the past? And are we seeing our education institutions um, accommodate uh, folks with, dysle with this, this dyslexia? I would say that we have definitely come further than we've ever been. However, it's not enough. And more specifically, when it comes to black and brown children and families, access and services and even the recognition of dyslexia as a learning disability for African-American and brown families is still somewhat taboo. So how is someone, I mean, how are folks being tested? I mean, so how do you arrive at the point where you know someone actually has it? And is it by a certain age? We'll be checking, you know, at three, four, five, six when they're 10? Well, you know, dyslexia actually can be detected in the brain as, as early as, as, as six months old, if you do brain imaging. Actually, um, a professor out of the University of Nebraska at Lincoln, Dr. Mofis, he has actually done some studies and some research on concussions with football players. And while doing that, he, he took a look at the brain of children and, and, and babies who could have the genetic marker of dyslexia and found it within that imaging. So if you get real in-depth with it, you can actually see it in brain imaging. But as far as the normal traditional way, you can screen children for dyslexia, uh, fifth age five and up. Gotcha. Okay. All right, then. Uh, and so, um, 
if you had to say a percentage of school systems that actually do that, what would it be? Well, I, I, I'll give Decoding Dyslexia, which I'm the founder and uh, president of the chapter in Nebraska. It's a national grassroots organization um, ignited by parents who were really, really frustrated with the lack of access, resources, and teaching of structured literacy in our school systems. And although dyslexia has been around for decades, um, the school system up until 2018 in Nebraska had, had one dyslexia legislation law there. And so that is kind of how I got involved in this because my daughter struggled from pre-K to fourth grade and couldn't read simple two and three letter words. And when I went to the school system, they just said, well, you know, she just learns differently. She's slower. She's not putting forth enough effort. And I'm like, we've been doing this for five years now and there's nothing cognitively wrong with her. And you guys, for whatever reason, just cannot teach her to read. I don't understand why. The problem was they never addressed or acknowledged dyslexia. And so we had to look outside the traditional public school setting. And that's when I found out what the real reason was. And when we got her the right method, she went from a non-reader to a third grade reader in one year. So it makes a significant difference in the access and the services that we give our youth and our children. And they're being denied that to this day. Uh, question from our panel. Uh, I'll start with you, Larry. Yeah, so, uh, you know, as a college professor, I have a lot of students who have uh, dyslexia and various other reading dis um, challenges. I know I have a colleague, Dr. Sean Robinson, who's at the lab in Wisconsin that focuses on a lot of on black and brown communities, particularly dispelling these myths. And how much, how, how much, how much, what do you think that that difference makes, right, when they see your daughter or someone else who's from, you know, a similar lived experience? What difference do you think that makes when you have those conversations with other parents, when they see someone that looks like them in terms of having a conversation when it comes to dyslexia or various other reading difficulties? Oh, representation is huge and imagery is huge. And, and one of the things that dyslexia as a, as a movement, as a grass, mo grassroots movement did during the George Floyd um, tragedy, uh, we really were very thoughtful, specifically decoding dyslexia, about what does our imagery look like? Are we unconsciously putting forth imagery that makes dyslexia look like it's a white literacy issue, when in fact it is not? It crosses all racial boundaries. I actually know Dr. Sean Robinson. Him and I are great friends. He's Dr. Dyslexia Dude. And mm -hmm. I agree wholeheartedly with his findings and his um, acknowledgement of the pain that he suffered uh, by being denied access to appropriate literacy instruction until he got to high school. It's detrimental. It does a lot to a person socially and emotionally. Cleo. Good to meet you, sister. Good to meet you. I want, I want to reiterate what you just said about the importance of representation and imagery, because I know that it can be very transformative for someone to see somebody like themselves. And what I've learned in working with Black people with dyslexia is they're surprised how many famous and brilliant people who are well-known, mm -hmm. dyslexic, and they were made to think because no one understood what was going on, that they were dumb, that they were defective, that they were stupid. But when they saw somebody who looked like them, Whoopi Goldberg and others, who were on the stage and who were doing well, it brightened up their lives and gave them a lot of more motivation about their possibilities. So I just want to congratulate you on your, on your program, because I know that it's extremely important. And you're right, a lot of people in, in some of our communities still have no idea what dyslexia really is. And ironically, a lot of people, as I 
who are dyslexic also have to be brilliant when it comes to the creative process and the intellectual process once they get the right guidance to discover themselves. Absolutely. And I also think that, you know, a lot of the, lot of the issue is, is that there's a lot of myths out there about dyslexia. And so for a lot of people, even admitting that it was really, really an issue was hard for most people. I think we've done quite well in abolishing those myths so that people understand that it, it doesn't have anything to do with intellect, but how the brain processes language. And we have many, many talented people who have dyslexia, who've gone on to do exceptional things, like, like the people you mentioned. Octavia Spencer also has dyslexia and has acknowledged it. Um, it's, a, it's a host of people who do. And I think by bringing forth examples such as celebrities who have come forward and, and shared their journey with dyslexia, and even Stephen A. Smith, he uh, shared in his book about his struggles with reading. And he said, I couldn't even remember a lot of people's names today, but I remember the teacher. I remember the kids that were in the classroom the day that I was asked to read out loud and was embarrassed. So it, it's, it's, it has a huge impact on people and it is life changing. It's a generational curse if it's not broken. And it goes back, if we're going to be honest, to the anti-literacy laws. It's just changed form. Now it's within our school system, which then pushes our young people, predominantly black males, into the prison pipeline through the detention yeah. center and then also into prison. And so we have 85% of all inmates who are functionally illiterate, and 40% of them, we can, we can say with a surety, have dyslexia. There's a high number of people who are involved in sex work who are also dealing with dyslexia. Yes, they are. They are. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I couldn't hear you. I'm sorry. I was going to mention that you mentioned prison, and there's people in communities who have dyslexia who haven't got proper guidance or learned how to decode what they have and so they can feel normal, who have gotten involved in what they feel are jobs that don't require an intellect. Absolutely. Such as sex work. And yes. it's amazing that people have not gotten the support they need and they think something's wrong with them and they just need proper guidance and instruction. They do, and they need more people such as yourself, such as Roland Barton, and I'm grateful for this conversation, but we need more of us to get behind this cause because the National Assessment of Educational Progress just came out with their scores um, at the beginning of this week about the nation's, it's the nation's report card. And when we talk about literacy and reading, over the last 30 years, and we know COVID had a role to play, and people are embellishing COVID as the reason why scores are the way they are because we went through this whole pandemic, when in reality, it has been this bad for 30 years, and we haven't had improvement in reading in 30. And so when we talk about the state that I live in, which is in Nebraska, the fourth grade reading scores in 2019 were only 12% of eighth graders who were proficient meeting basic standards in reading. And that is just not common to Nebraska. This is the statistic nationwide. It's an epidemic and it needs to be addressed. And there are, there's an alarm that needs to be sounded because if our children are not literate, it intersects with health, it intersects with teen pregnancy, it intersects with crime, it intersects with dropout rates. 
what is our generation and the generations next to them and behind them? What is that going to look like? We're talking about politics and, and the state of, of the nation. We have to have a literate nation in order to have a competent nation. And that means we have to start voicing and demanding that our school systems, especially those that don't agree with choice, that they either put up or shut down. All right. Uh, Larry? <laughs> Sorry, I went on my tangent, but I had to do it. <laughs> uh, 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 let's see. Uh, uh, Michael Larry, who hasn't asked a question yet? I the best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, Michael, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Michael, go ahead. Yeah, Sister, uh, Sister Clarice, thanks for coming on and sharing this valuable information. Yeah, I forgot Cleo, uh, Cleo asked five questions so I lost track of um, uh, who asked the question. So, you know. It's all right. It's all right. Lex affects voting too, Roland. Yeah, right. Yes, okay. it does, Roland. All right. It yeah, does. Okay. Yes, it, it does. does, Roland. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I get that. And there's still also some dumb people who don't have dyslexia who don't know how to read. And they got nothing to do with dyslexia. They just dumb. <laughs> right. Okay. Let me ask my question right quick, Cleo. Then you and Roland can go back and forth. Okay. Yeah. Um, Sister Clarice, have the mm -hmm. researchers been able to detect what causes dyslexia? And if not, 
Have they been able to make any advances towards finding out what causes this dyslexia? Are there any maybe genetic traits that make someone more disposed to dyslexia? T tell us about the research um, in, the, in the past few years. Well, the research in the past few years, we know that it, it runs in families. Is there a genetic marker specifically that says, okay, because of this in the, in the family bloodline, this causes dyslexia? We don't, we don't have that kind of information. But what we do know is that there is appropriate remediation methods to address dyslexia and that even though it's a lifelong issue, it can be overcome and that most people, when they are receiving the right services, lead very productive, successful lives. That we knew. Okay. Them. All right. Thank you. Then there are characteristics of dyslexia mm -hmm. that people have that you can detect if your child has these characteristics, that they have three or more of them, that such as uh, slow, choppy, and accurate reading, um, letter reversals beyond first grade, um, homonyms and synonyms, confusion, um, trouble, trouble with directions. When you see those type of characteristics, those are indicators that that child probably needs to be um, screened for dyslexia. And the earlier we catch it, the better. Right. All right, then. How right, can folks get information on your organization? Voice Advocacy Center, which is located in Omaha, Nebraska, and I'm very proud to say that our center was the first dyslexia screening and tutoring center in the entire state. Now, there are a few more now, but we led the way. And then I'm also the uh, president and founder of Decoding Dyslexia in Nebraska, and we are now branching out nationwide. We're doing a lot of remote tutoring and screening in California and several other states. And so watch out for Voice Advocacy Center and Clarice Jackson because I'm not going anywhere. And last but not least, I wrote the proclamation for the NAACP to acknowledge dyslexia, to legislate and raise awareness for it in every state that has an NAACP. And that happened in 2014. So we're going to keep on moving. All right. We certainly appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Uh, be well. All right. Thank you. All right, folks. Got to go to this quick break. We come back. Uh, speaking of Nancy Pelosi, her husband uh, is in the hospital after being uh, attacked, viciously attacked in their home uh, by a right-wing extremist. And, of course, you know Fox News. They're already blaming Joe Biden. Yeah, really. You're watching Roller Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Back in a moment. When we invest in ourselves, our glow, our vision, our vibe, we all shine. Together, we are black beyond measure. We've got to stand up. Republicans are banning abortion rights, tearing down democracy, blocking progress. But when Democrats stand together, we win. Because we voted, Democrats stood up for black lives, voting to ban police chokeholds, stood up for black women, putting one on the Supreme Court, stood up for our families, lowering cost of health care and prescriptions and capping insulin, and stood up for millions by slashing student debt. This November, let's stand up together and keep making progress. When we invest in ourselves, we all shine. Together, we are black beyond measure. Hey, everybody, this is Sherry Shepard. You're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. And while he's doing Unfiltered, I'm practicing the wobble. So I am. Because Roland Martin's the one, he will do it backwards, he will do it on the side. He messes everybody up when he gets into the wobble because he doesn't know how to do it, so he does it backwards. And it just messes me up every single time. So I'm working on it. I got it. You got Roland Martin.
Hi, my name is Latoya Luckett, and you're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Mac Wiles, and you are watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. What's up, y'all? It's Ryan Destiny, and you're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. What up, Lana Well, and you are watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. Pelosi, the 82-year-old husband of a Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, is recovering from a skull fracture he's had at surgery and other, in, in, other injuries, injuries after a man broke into their San Francisco home, attacked him with a hammer, tried to tie him up and said he was waiting for Nancy Pelosi to get home. The alarm went off uh, and cops were dispatched uh, to the home. Here is San Francisco Police Chief Bill Scott. Suspect has been identified as 42-year-old David DePepe. Mr. Pelosi and Mr. DePepe were transported to a local hospital for treatment. This is an active investigation currently being led by the San Francisco Police Department Special Investigations Division. We are working closely with our partners from the FBI, the U.S. Attorney's Office, the U.S. Capitol Police, and our district attorney here in San Francisco County, uh, D.A. Brooke Jenkins and her team. The motive for this attack is still being determined. Mr. DePepe will be booked at the San Francisco County Jail on the following charges. Attempted homicide, assault with a deadly weapon, elder abuse, burglary, and several, several other additional felonies. Uh, this individual is a right-wing extremist, anti-Semitic uh, as well. Uh, and uh, it's been interesting just watching the reaction of various Republicans. Uh, here is uh, uh, this woman, Kennedy, on Fox News. Y you know how quick they are to, j to jump on it. Sh she's actually blaming Joe Biden for this attack. Watch. Okay, watch this. This is reflective of political violence that's happening in the country or whether it's reflective of serious mental health issues in the country and violence in general across the country or some combination of both. Kennedy? I, I think you hit on it, and I think it is a combination of both, because I think where we're at, you know, the president promised to bring down the tenor of political discourse in this country. That hasn't happened. People are more divided. Uh, there are people who see words as violence, and there are people who it's very easy for them to cross the line and commit acts of violence like this because they are moved by their politics. When you combine that kind of rage, that sort of systemic cultural rage that we have right now that, that hasn't calmed down with untreated mental illness, that's when you have things like this happen. And for anyone, whether it's a Supreme Court justice, the Speaker of the House, or anyone, this is reflective of political... Um, okay. Um... So a right-wing extremist who's anti-Semitic, um, who believes in conspiracy theories, is Joe Biden's fault. Not where we come from. We call it a Fox News viewer. <laughs> and a Donald that, Trump that, 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 That's what we call that. Now, the, right. thing, the thing that, 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 that trips me out, y'all, again, uh, when, when you look at uh, how sick and demented these people are, um, again, th this is this is what took place today. And when you look at how these people respond, uh, there was a uh, an event today where uh, Glenn Youngkin, uh, the governor of uh, of Virginia, uh, he actually uh, made a comment, and he didn't say let's have thoughts and prayers for this. He literally joked about it and said, "Well, you know, uh, let's see Nancy Pelosi 
back to San Francisco to be with her husband. Yep, yep. That's, that's, that's literally what uh, he said. Uh, then you've got Rona McDaniel, the head of the GOP, uh, making her... Matter of fact, uh, here is the Glenn Youngkin comment right here. And the voters are getting ready to stand up again and said, we have had enough. Enough of Abigail Spanberger. Enough of Joe Biden. And uh, listen, I, I want to stop for a minute. And, and uh, listen, Speaker Pelosi's husband, uh, they had a break-in last night in their house, and he was assaulted. There's no room for violence anywhere. But we're going to send her back to be with him in California. That's what we're going to go do. That's what we're going to go do. Wow. And the voters... Wow. That, that's, that's how they actually think. The, the, the thing here... Um, the thing here, Larry, that, I, that I'm still laughing about, I love how these Fox News people somehow are totally divorced from reality of the role that they play every single night stirring up right-wing extremists, driving lies, driving total BS. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. And then go, that wasn't us. We didn't do nothing. So, Roland, we're going to keep seeing this. 
And also, let's go back for a little bit of the United States history. We have a long history of political violence. <laughs> go back to Abraham Lincoln, 1865. We can talk about the assassination of Mega Everest and Dr. King um, in the 1960s. We can even talk about Ronald Reagan's attempt assassination in the 1980s. So we have a long history of, of, of political murders and assassinations and attempts to hurt political leaders or those or family members, et cetera. So we, it, that's consistently happened throughout our history. But you're right, Roland, these folks... They, they've been breeding these these individuals. We talked about disinformation earlier. They keep talking about, you know, Joe Biden being some kind of evil person and then some of the other Democrats, and they amplify this on social media, Facebook, Instagram, et cetera, these exaggerated pictures, um, et cetera. And so that feeds this frenzy. So these individuals, and many of them are just, ever, you know, average everyday people you work with, not necessarily these, all these people don't have mental illness. Some of them are just racist. And they are purposely going out looking to harm people. The last point I want to make, Roland, and I want to make sure it's clear if people are watching it on this platform, it is 2022. This will get worse between now and 2024 if you do not put some of these people, stop some of these folks in the next couple of days. It will get worse. And in this kind of um, violence, political and also racial violence will continue. And that is the reality, uh, Michael. I mean, these uh, these folks are emboldened. You see these extremists uh, with their guns and their Kevlar and 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 their proclamations that uh, that we're going to have uh, this war. Uh, that is absolutely the right wing, completely. Absolutely, it's absolutely right wing, and if this is continued. Some people are going to end up getting killed. This is what's going to happen. And there's a deep history, as Larry said, Dr. Larry said. There's a deep history of political violence in this country, but there's a deep history of political violence directly directed towards African Americans. We're coming up on the 100, 102nd uh, commemoration of the Okoy massacre of November 2nd, uh, 1920, which happened on Election Day. And you had about 50 African-Americans who ended up being killed by white supremacists for trying to vote. You have the Opelousa massacre of 1868. You have the Clinton-Mississippi riot of uh, uh, 1875. You have these massacres that took place during Reconstruction and after Reconstruction targeting African-Americans who were trying to vote, to suppress our vote, to keep us away from the voter polls, things like this, like the white supremacists are doing right now in Arizona. And they're sitting out with their uh, with their uh, they're sitting out and they're armed and 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 they're uh, photographing people who are who are voting, okay, because they have a right to vote, things like this. So this is why all of these Republicans have to be defeated, because they're playing with fire, and this could really explode into something very uh, it can explode into another civil war very quickly. Okay, you do not want these white supremacist coup plotters to be back in power. You do not understand what can actually happen. Okay, uh, so this is why this this, pres this midterm election is probably the most significant midterm election since 1876, and that's the year after the Civil War ended. This is the first midterm election after an insurrection since the 1876 midterm election. So. Uh, black votes matter, and we have to understand. Uh, lastly, I know people mean well when they say exercise your right to vote. You don't vote for exercise. You won't exercise to go to the gym. You vote for power. This is about power and understanding how policies directly impact us. And, and also, you vote to stop people who are trying to do you harm as well. So this, so this is crucial. Bottom line here, Cleo, these people... 
they're not tamping this thing down. It is going to get even more violent. And if their people win on November 8th, oh, they're going to see that as validation. Dr. Larry said something, if I'm not mistaken, earlier. He said that some of these people are not mentally ill. They're racist. I got news for you, brother. Racism is a psychopathology. It is mental illness. However, it's often not recognized as such because it's a normal part of the United States of America. You may remember Manifest Destiny, which allegedly mm -hmm. was the call from God to take over this country while murdering, raping, killing, slicing, maiming babies, women, and children. And under the Manifest Destiny rubric, they felt like this was all right to do. These people are serious, and as Michael mentioned earlier about voting, if you're going to, black people can vote for anything, we look at the fact that voting is involved in us gaining power. We need to be voting for power, and I really resonated with his final comments around power and voting. But I just want to mention and underscore what people say, it's going to get, it's going to get dangerous. What happened to Pelosi's husband is, is horrible, and it shows just how crazy and serious these people are. But it's going to get worse. So black people need to learn how to defend ourselves. We need to talk to our children about their self-concept so they can have enough self-esteem and enough value in themselves to go vote and look at it as a, a weapon against their oppression, because it is going to get worse. Yep. Again, this society was built on this. We've already had the panelists break down historical events. And we're in the midst of an historical event that's also dangerous, that's also going to lead to more blood. And police brutality is, is, is a blatant example of manifest destiny and its lethal consequences. But there's more to come, and we need to get ready, and we need to talk black people into loving themselves and valuing themselves along with getting them to value the vote. All right, then, folks, time for our in memoriam. Today we mourn the loss of legendary community leader and pastor Reverend Calvin Butts III. He was 73 years old, a longtime pastor of Abyssinian Baptist Church uh, in Harlem. He led that church to new heights. Uh, of course, the senior pastor there, also the former president of the State University of New York College at Old Westbury and religious community leader. He recently celebrated 50 years with Abyssinian Baptist Church, where he founded the Abyssinian Community Development Corporation to rebuild the community of Harlem. He famously campaigned against the misogyny of rap music along with C. Dolores Tucker. He gained national attention for using a steamroller to crush hundreds of rap CDs outside his church and debating rappers Luke and Ice-T about his concerns with, with rap music. Uh, Reverend Calvin Butts III worked tirelessly with political leaders across the ideological spectrum to create a better world for African Americans. He leaves behind his wife, Patricia, three children and six grandchildren. Uh, and he, um, he apparently had, uh, had passed away uh, of cancer. Uh, absolutely a towering, towering religious figure, uh, Michael. Yes, he was. Yeah, I, I remember... Um, 
Dr. Calvin Butts, I remember when uh, he and C. Dolores Tucker in the 1990s were going after gangster rappers, uh, things like this, uh, the two live crew, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, you know, they, they were pioneers. And, and what's interesting is we're still having some of these discussions. Uh, dealing with uh, misogynistic lyrics and things like this, okay? I, I find it very interesting that uh, a lot of these um, African-American entertainers that put out misogynistic lyrics are financed by Europeans. That's another conversation, but I just find that very interesting. But, um, yeah, you know, uh, he, he was a pioneer, and uh, I think he's somebody that people need to do more research on. I think he's kind of an unsung hero in, um, in the past maybe few years, past decades, things like this hadn't heard a lot about him, but I definitely remember um, those uh, news articles, those uh, videos, uh, those those interviews uh, from the 90s dealing with uh, gangster rap. I remember Justin Jackson Sr. said this on Twitter. I send my condolences and fervent prayers to the family of Reverend Dr. Calvin O. Butts, my brother beloved, a biblical scholar, education advocate, and leader, liberator, and faithful servant. May he rest in heavenly peace. Larry. Roland, uh, Reverend Dr. Butts is, is, is an icon, um, not only in Harlem and New York City, but nationally. And I agree with my colleague. He's probably someone that really people haven't appreciated all the work he's done in terms of supporting the black community. Obviously, you talked about his work in, in, in at Harlem. I also know many people who've attended his church who, who lived in you know New York City, particularly Harlem. So it, it, I send my condolences to his family. It's a loss, like I said, not only for New York City or New York State. But it's a loss for the black community. Once again, whenever we've lost one of our icons. Now, Dr. Cornell West tweeted this. I am deeply sad by the loss of my very dear brother, the great Reverend Dr. Kevin Obus III, my deep friend of over 40 years. My love and respect for him are forever. God bless his precious wife, Patricia, and his family. Cleo. I'm struck by how young he died. 73. 73 is, yeah, that's, 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 that's pretty young. I had the opportunity to be greeted by him. Pardon me, my lights just went out. I don't know what happened. Can't fix it. But anyway, I spoke at the um, National Action Network as a keynote speaker in the early 2000s. And after I spoke, he came up to me and embraced me and told me he was very moved by my words. That was the first time I met him, and that was the last time that I engaged him. I'd been to his church, and um, I my condolences to the family. And I'm just reiterating that 73 is young, the young man, to pass away. Uh, and again, he was uh, quite uh, the significant figure there, uh, doing lots for the Harlem community when it came to development. Uh, I got a chance to meet, on, meet him on several occasions uh, and was always uh, blessed to do so. And so we have lost a great one in Reverend Dr. Calvin Bust III, uh, the senior pastor of Abyssinian Baptist Church, dead at the age of 73. All right, folks, that is it for us. Uh, Cleo, Michael, and Larry, thanks for, us for joining us on today's panel. Uh, and, oh, tonight's the beginning of the World Series, game one. Y'all know, so th this is my... Let's go Phillies. Huh? Let's go Phillies. <laughs> oh, y'all get y'all ass whooped. <laughs> so, 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 Larry, let me remind you, my Astros swept the Mariners, and we swept the Yankees. I know. So I know. Uh, I'll be happy to get that broom off of Philadelphia. And so, and uh, this year, of course, this says 2017 champions. I fully expect to see my gear 2022 champions. And so, go ahead and accept second place right now. Listen, we'll see. <laughs> starting, starting in two minutes. Yeah, uh-huh. Take that second place. 
Because you know, doggone well, y'all ain't beating us. Y'all, hell, y'all barely got into the playoffs. All right, that's it, y'all. Uh, don't forget, y'all want to support us in what we do, download the Black Star Network app, available on all platforms, Apple phone, Android phone, Apple TV, Android TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Xbox One, Samsung Smart TV. Uh, you can also, of course, uh, join our Bring the Funk fan club. Uh, uh, see your check-in money orders to P.O. Box 57196. 57196, Washington, D.C. Uh, 20037-0196. Uh, of course, uh, Cash App, dollar sign, uh, the dollar sign RM Unfiltered, PayPal is R Martin Unfiltered, uh, Venmo is RM Unfiltered, Zelle is rolling at rollingsmartin.com, rolling at rollingmartinunfiltered.com. Hey, folks, I'm going to be in Atlanta tomorrow night. Uh, do y'all have the graphic of the event? I'm going to be, uh, the, it's the, uh, the event for Liberia. Uh, and so uh, we're going to be uh, going to be there looking forward to that. Uh, and so it's going to be taking place uh, tomorrow night at the CNN Omni Center. And so uh, looking forward to that. I'll, I'll post it on social media. Uh, very good right there. The 2022 Letty International Life Changers Awards in Liberia Bicentennial Celebration Gala. And so, yeah, I will be will be there uh, enjoying that. Now, before I do that, uh, I'm going to be uh, here in D.C. Uh, and I'll be uh, inducted into the Society of Professional Journalists Hall of Fame. Uh, they have what they call it. They call them a fellow of the society. And so I'll be doing that tomorrow morning. So lo looking forward to that. Uh, our crew should be there. We're going to be recording that as well. And so we'll be able to have that event uh, for you. And so, uh, again, a lot of things happen this weekend. That is it for us. Folks, we always end our show on Friday showing you everybody who contributes to our show. We thank those uh, donors for making it possible for what we do what we do. All right, y'all. Y'all be well. Take care. How? Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.